Forgotten Instinct, 2nd Edition, Chapter 1, Episode 6. At another table a professor with a heavy British accent spoke to an American group from Mississippi. Every time I sit under this tree, especially right here under this big old armpit, I have this feeling that it could simply fall on my head at any moment. It's an odd thing, you know. The hotel's name translates into the thousand-year-old Lind. So, you're under the illusion that you're sort of canopied by a good portion of history that has been here for a while and will be here for a while longer. But every time I look at that ridge up there, the support so to speak, I am simply not sure it is safe to sit here, he finished his remark with a certain humor and playfulness with a somewhat serious undertone. He blushed as he depicted the story about the linden tree. Some laughed, others looked on with bright smiling eyes. Mel looked at him for a moment and then at a woman sitting across the table in front of him who spoke with a southern U.S. accent. She even looked the part, she was a southern belle. So, how did you like the opening ceremony today? She looked at Mel with a long smile and overstretched her question to stay true to her origin. That made her even more attractive, a fact she was fully aware of. Short talk, long talk, and whispers were bringing everyone closer. Some big names were also present at an adjacent table. I would like a white wine spritzer, please, she softly addressed the waiter as if ordering a drink in a local bar back in Jackson, Mississippi. The waiter looked perplexed. So, others had to interfere to make the order clear. All of this seemed to add to her amusement as she puffed on a long cigarette. Everyone was immersed in their favorite topic of discussion, or those topics that had previously proved effective in winning listeners over. Everyone was living up to their social desires on the edge and within the sanctified borders of right behavior. They drank, made use of words and waited the heart of night to come and to pass. When the bell spoke, everyone looked on or just tried to feel that certain something that lurked in her voice. She spoke with a controlled lust in her voice, certainly a well-recognized but unspoken art form. One could safely conclude, at least by the behavior of men present, that she was being thoroughly enjoyed as if those who cared to pay more attention, were decoding that very unspoken language. It was my first time in Paris. We went down to, what do they call it, the left bank, or the right bank? I can't remember which, she said laughing. And we ate, and we went around and saw the Eiffel Tower. We took a riverboat cruise around the Seine, saw all the historical sites by the river and just cruising around, she said with a sense of relief. But my best time was when we stayed with a French family because they took us everywhere you could possibly imagine. They took us to all the tourist sites and to all the places they hung out at. They took us to picnics on the river and to clubs that they were regulars to, and fabulous dinners. God, it was wonderful, she concluded convincingly as those around her listened intently. Hours later, some of the candles under the linden still burned, some were abandoned, some put out by the waiter and people scattered about. Some left to meet sweet sleep and some to join others inside the hotel. The waiter collected the tablecloths and neatly folded and carried them inside. A strong breeze fell from the side of the large arm of the linden tree and blew out the last of the burning candles. 